Hello, welcome to the Thursday, November 10th, 2016 edition of the Sands and Storm Center's Stormcast. My name is Johannes Ulrich, and today I'm recording from Jacksonville, Florida. Residents in an apartment building in Finland were apparently without heat for over a week due to a denial-of-service attack against the building's management systems. The result of the denial-of-service attack was that the heat management system of the building could no longer connect to a central server. Now, the connection to that central server is important in order to alert maintenance personnel and such over about dangerous conditions like overpressure. So the failsafe was that the system rebooted in order to establish the connection again and shut down until it was able to set up the the connection. So essentially it was sort of hung in this infinite uh, reboot loop as a result of a simple denial of service attack. Not sure why it took over a week to fix. Apparently all they had to do in the end was to set up a firewall to isolate the system from malicious traffic and only allow connections to the management server. And sticking with the Internet of Things here for another story, we do have a new vulnerability in D-Link routers. This one affects the HNAP protocol, the Home Network Administration protocol, which has been the source of vulnerabilities in the past. Here, yet again, we have a problem with an XML parser that could be used to execute arbitrary code. The problem here is the vulnerability can be triggered using the login function, so you don't actually have to be authentic to the device in order to trigger the vulnerability. D-Link has not responded to the vulnerability report, so there is no patch available at this point. In general, do never ever expose the admin interface of any device like that to the internet. It's just asking for trouble. I don't think there is a secure implementation of any one of these admin interfaces out there right now. The advisory does include exploit code for ARM and MIPS processors, so uh, this should cover the range of D-Link devices that is vulnerable. And then we also got proof of concept exploits for two of the vulnerabilities that Microsoft patched on Tuesday. The first one is a denial of service vulnerability against the LSAS service. The second one was the approach escalation vulnerability CV 2016-7255 that was already exploited in the wild. Now, yesterday I mentioned I was a little bit confused about the CVE numbering here. I was actually able to clean that up now. Uh, CVE 2016-7255, that's the privilege escalation vulnerability. And then we have 7855, that's the remote code execution vulnerability that was used in the same attack. If you remember, these vulnerabilities were found as part of an actual attack in the wild. The 7855 remote code execution vulnerability was in Flash Player, and then 7255 was used used to elevate privileges. And today on Thursday, we should also expect an update for OpenSSL 1.1. It will be version 1.1.0.c as in Charlie. It will fix a vulnerability with a severity of high. Nothing to panic about. The highest uh, rating is critical for OpenSSL. And in the past, uh, these high vulnerabilities weren't really anything to be too concerned about. 
I remember talking about Internet of Things. Uh, these devices are often connected uh, via personal area networks like uh, Zigbee and the like. Now, uh, one possibility here, of course, is that malicious code may spread among these devices using these wireless networks. Now, typically that would be confined to a particular network, but researchers now found an interesting method to be able to spread to adjacent networks using a Zigbee. In this particular case, they had to extract a global key that's being used to encrypt that data. They were able to do that via a side channel attack, and then they created sort of a proof of concept exploit where they had a little worm that would spread among Philips U light bulbs. So essentially the way this works is that someone in proximity to a light bulb can then use this key in order to trick the light bulb into joining their network and then load malicious firmware into the light bulb that of course can spread the exploit and take full control over the light bulb. The attacks are numerous of course once you do have a network like this working they were able to reach light bulbs without any two special equipment in a range of 70 meters while driving. But well, that's it for today. So thanks for listening and talk to you again tomorrow. Bye.